It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, Bobby Manning here, filling in. Hey. The host seat for John Zanis. Jimmy Toscano back after a weekend off. We're back in the host chair on Monday night here. Remote Celtics down in Grizzly. There you go. Celtics taking on the Grizzlies here. It was a good one. It was a great one. Yeah, and this one. You got those batches of L's, that's right. (laughs) This one got close there at the end. Now, the Celtics had a nice enough cushion where you knew that the math wasn't really going to add up on the Grizzlies pushing through there, but you had another 20 seconds oh, left. It, 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 yeah, if they could have gotten a full court heave off. Now, a big, big factor in that closing sequence where the uh, Grizzlies go on a run to within three after trailing, uh, you know, Celtics trying to put the ice on the game at the free throw line, missed four straight there, a couple of travels from Brown and Grant, uh, a couple of misses from Brown and Tatum, and Celtics go over well over three minutes without scoring before the grant free throws that ice this one as well as tatum's and the grizzlies were just walking to dunks you know bane gets a second chance three all of a sudden they're within one and you have to like i said ice that game out with the free throws and the grizzlies still had a chance there after trailing by seven with 144 to go uh almost one of those epic collapses that you saw from the celtics in game seven i thought that was a pretty good comparison by grandy when he threw out there and a couple of these stretches this year where the celtics uh, go on these offensive droughts. You even saw it in the third quarter there where they go two for 11 from three, I believe was the number. Uh, Grizzlies race way back in it after trailing by 11 at halftime. But similar to uh, the last two games over the weekend, the Celtics had some lapses in those second halves against Chicago and New York. Uh, but they hold on and they get the stops when they need to. They get the buckets, the free throws when they need to. It's actually kind of funny that they missed those four free throws because they came into the game tonight number one in free throw percentage. Uh, so they've taken care of business there as well. But overall, your thoughts from this one, Jimmy? My thoughts from this one, Jason Tatum is a very bad man. This is Showtime Tatum. We got, yeah. we got, you know, we've gotten, we've gotten many looks at it this season. He seems to have um, elevated his game right now and he looks like the Tatum that we saw um for large stretches last season um this is like a hard hack game Jimmy you may, where, where is it no soon it's still early this right? is the thing you know, a lot of people need to know this about the hard hat see the hard hat until the playoffs that is a play <laughs> only uh, I feel like it was out for a couple of regular season games it was not, last year although those are big it, games it was, it was not that's fake news the hard Wait, hat is Jimmy right I can see so the hard does not go on the head Look how intense he is right now. It's the playoffs. But I, I want to say this about Tatum. It's not just that he's scoring. It's the way he's doing it at the rim. He's doing it from, you know, not just the three-point line, not just forcing shots over defenders. He's aggressive. He's, you know, he's doing it on both ends. That's, you know, a whole other story. You know, a couple nice blocks on on Morant tonight. Um, and just all over the damn place. So I, I'm extremely impressed by Tatum. Um, this was one of those games where, Talked about it last year. If you're the opposing team, if you're in this game, because I want to watch Jason Tatum, um, you know, he's he'll come here once a year, and I want to see this guy in, in real life. And anyone who had that thought, yeah, they walked out of there with an L tonight, but they saw a great show. They saw a great, you know, one-on-one battle between Tatum and Ja. And, I mean, what Tatum did in the first half, Ja did in the second half, or at least in the third quarter there. Um, so, very impressed by, by tasting that, that jumps out at me uh, watching this one.
Yeah, no question. I think you, uh, I think you crushed that right there, Jimmy. Because uh, you know the, these matchups, these type of matchups where he's going up against top tier talent like John Morant, and it's a showdown, and he's in his bag, and you know he actually went into angry Tatum, which I thought that that was interesting to see because I, I like that. Obviously, that's what superstars do. That's what the great ones do, right? They get mad mm. that things aren't going their way, and then they take matters into their own hands and they dial that energy into converting easy bas- baskets, but also making some tough ones, but just playing smart basketball. So I think you're spot on with that, Jimmy, especially because, you know, arriving for the moment, you know who you're going up against. You know he's the talk of the of the league right now. Memphis Grizzlies were rolling heading into this one. They've been playing some great mm-hmm. basketball. And, Hard and to that's win the there. kind of matchup you – what's up? I just was saying it's also hard to win there in Memphis. Right, exactly. It's hard to win there. And you, you you showed up. You showed up. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't pretty towards the end. It, that's really really unlike the Celtics to miss that you know that many free throws, especially you know those clutch ones. But um, Tatum made the, the the most important ones. Grant Williams didn't disappoint as well. So um, it was it was a good win. It's a good character win for this team. Honestly, it's one of those games where I think uh, we'll look back on early in the season and say, man, you know, Tatum showed up for that showdown against you know John Moran. Yeah. Looking at his second quarter, too, hit all four shots at the rim, two of five from three. So he goes six to ten in that quarter. Uh, no real mid-rangers from him yeah. in this game either through three quarters. So he's sort of embodying the shot selection that Joe Missoula wants the Celtics to roll with. Rim rim looks. He's pretty much providing all their rim looks. I thought Al Horford was good early in terms of getting downhill and finding those uh, passes from Smart to dump off. And this is a great Smart game. We'll get to him Let's later. Let's talk about Marcus. Yeah, okay. But, um, yeah. but in terms of Tatum – I disappeared a little bit in the third. He did find a way to sneak in one basket uh, in the post uh, at one point to, you know, kind of stagger that Grizzlies run. They went from down 11 to up one in that third quarter where Ja was just going crazy. But then he comes back in the fourth, and uh, that was really Jalen's quarter. uh, But he did have a few moments there as well. So you had Tatum setting the table in the first half, uh, disappearing a little bit in that third, and then coming back with a strong fourth quarter to help Barely closed this one out, but the, the the most frustrating part of that mini collapse down the stretch there is that you do end up with this play as the possessions are getting closer and closer where he has to chase a loose ball at a half court with John Morant and buckles his knee in a really scary moment. I mean, just terrifying stuff on that play. His knee was kind of bending all over the place. He goes down. And he gets up and kind of shakes it off. He was going back to it a couple of times on that play. So that's still something that's scaring me a little bit out of this one. And that was kind of the cost of the slippage down the stretch there is that he had to be hustling for a ball at half court in a game that probably should have been over at that point and uh, tweaked his left knee uh, pretty badly on that play and fortunately was able to get up and finish the game. Yeah, it's a little scary. Yeah, I mean, it was a little laying down there for as long as he did but um um you know watching the replay it didn't look like it was too much um, so i think that they avoided something serious there you know he might maybe a little sore you'll probably sure will be icing icing it maybe a little bit after the game but um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna hit the panic button like bobby you know and going to uh just uh you know they get they get tomorrow off they get another no, game it's just a play you don't want to see Oh, yeah, what I mean, mean, because they shouldn't have been in that situation. Yeah. I guess is what you mean. But well, yeah, yeah. listen, they, they gotta they gotta do better closing out teams, especially tonight. You know, you had that what seven eight point lead with you know a minute to go there. I mean, hit your free throws. It's simple as that. I mean, it, it's no sense harping on it. I mean, you you, you go to the line. You, you they probably hit thousands thousands and thousands of these things. So you just gotta take care of business. Um, they're lucky that Morant slipped there on that inbound because he would have had. He would have had some level, and it should yeah. never have gotten to that point. So it's a game of runs. I mean, the Celtics went on their run. The Grizzlies went on their run. Um, I was glad to see the Celtics fight in that fourth quarter um, after letting the Grizzlies climb back in it there. Um, I'm not, I'm not like, surprised to see, you know, these, these, these are how these games go, especially right now. I mean, there's so much offense right now in the league. Um, um, teams can get hot very quickly to go on runs. I think both probably tried. Um, I think the coaches could try, try a little bit harder to call a timeout a little bit sooner or stop these runs. But credit to the Celtics in that second quarter. I mean, it didn't matter what the Grizzlies did. They were just all, they were just on point, you know, all over the place. 
and to bring up Marcus Smart too because um, I think you know he's a he's a reason why I'd be able to score some of those baskets at the rim. You know, some of the looks he gave these guys. Um, there it is, 15 points, um, seven rebounds, 12 assists. That does that end up being a? I know he was flirting with a career high in assists, you know, or or am I way off there? He had a he had 11 uh, yesterday, and I believe he's had more than 12 at some point in his career. Uh, Either way, this was one of his better, really good night, sharp better performances. Um, yeah, and that's why you see him there late in the games. You know, when he when he's playing smart. You know, just two turnovers tonight, um, forced one to Al a little bit late, late where he probably didn't need to. Um, but um, I just think that he had 13 you know, against he's the a, Jazz he's a guy in that March. Could... Okay, so yeah. right around there, you know, right around. I think I could get. I'm sure could have easily got there. You know, one or two shots. So um, unbelievable, just great. You know, uh, good to see Smart. You know, getting comfortable. Um, you know, with the guys logged in. You know, whoever. You know, so. Um, the Garden Report, as always, is brought to you by Bet Online. Basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and live scores and giveaways all season long. Always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events. Bet NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, and even golf. So head right over to betonline.ag. Join now. Receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive your rewards. Once again, betonline.ag. That's where the action is. 50% off. Welcome bonus with your first deposit. CLNS50 is the promo code. Bet online where the game starts. All right, looks like Jimmy's gone rock bottom with the Wi Fi. I mean, it was a real choppy one there. But no, look, Bobby, you talked about Jason Taylor setting the table or, or setting the tone offensively. I thought that was Marcus Smart. I thought he was leading the offense perfectly in the sense of obviously making those sweet passes, the ones that were the oohs and ahs, those pocket passes down low, but also just knowing to make the right knowing when to make the right decision right knowing you know to, to, to attack the rim like he's been doing the last week or so but also find guys that you that the that Memphis Grizzlies just weren't covering and he just had a good eye it seemed like he was a step ahead of Memphis's defense in that first half and he was he was showing off a bit right you know he was he had the alley oop to Tatum he had those uh, again those pocket passes down low he had the three going you know that well balanced attack i mean this is easily Marcus's best game of the season. And and I, I love that about Marcus right now. I, I love that we were able to see this because people were growing concerned about him on the defensive end of the floor. People were growing concerned about the inconsistency on offense a bit. But he was a he was this was one of those games where where Marcus was really just sharp throughout and, and on both ends of the floor. And the Celtics needed that, especially because the Memphis Grizzlies, they always seemed to be hanging around. Even when the Celtics did build that double digit lead, it, it just evaporated quickly. They even pulled ahead throughout that humongous uh, third quarter where John Morant went off. You know, sort of, sort of reminiscent of what Tatum did the quarter before, and then it, it made for that for that fourth quarter for the Celtics to just really, you know, put the clamps on defensively and create that separation. It did I get was, interesting I, though. It got interesting I, at the end, but they they took care of business. Like as they say, a win's a win. So I was getting worried about Smart a couple of games ago. He had that great he finish were, to the yeah, fourth. He, yeah. he had that great finish to the fourth against the Cavs. Then took that terrible shot in overtime that we talked about harped on in that game. Uh, he sits most of the fourth quarter against the Bulls uh, on Friday with the foul trouble. And he had been getting hit hard by DeRozan and others in that game had a 120 defensive rating a couple games ago um, at, at that point. So you were worried. He had talked about the fall in Montreal too, in terms of the oblique that he's been dealing with forever for years now, it seems like. And, uh, he said he wasn't as healthy as coming in this year to begin with. So this is finally, and yeah, uh, Saturday too in New York, we were there, Joe Sway, looking great, moving the ball and just focusing on that. Uh, th there had been some games earlier this year where he got a little shot happy, and this one, always looking to pass, taking care of the ball, which is super important too. The Celtics have had turnovers uh, it, it popping up here there throughout this season, and uh, always looking toward the rim too, and one, mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about what he did tonight is he got Horford going, and this had to be Horford's best offensive game this all was season. A good game for Horford, yeah. Agreed. Yeah, and you, you saw Smart looking for him again and again. Right. 
Right. And that was um that was that was important, especially against this team that, you know, that they're, they're not 100% in the front court, the Memphis Grizzlies. He had the 3 days off and you could see you could see that in that throughout the the game, especially in the first half. He just kind of had that bounce to him, you know. He was he was taking uh, taking the ball down low, had his back to the basket, getting those easy twos, but he also just seemed a lot more, you know, a little more bounce to his step this time around, right? So I think that was uh that helped the Celtics a lot. And uh, Marcus was making sure he was involved. So that, that's important, too. He had three three three-pointers in this one. You know, Al Horford continuing to, to, to knock those those threes down. I mean, that's, that's always going to help the Celtics in a big way, their offense. All right, Jimmy. Can you They're hear me? telling you. Are you back in action? You tell me. I told you guys to let me know. I don't know why you didn't tell me. If I can't hear myself coming through. So You sound you loud and clear me. now. Well, good. I don't know what the issue is. My, my connection's fine, but... Sometimes you, you gotta reset. Sometimes you gotta reset the browser or, or reset the Wi-Fi. Is what it is. But um, I'm back. Well, so you, we know you've been watching YouTube highlights. X them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You probably got mad tabs open right now. No, I, I know better because I don't want this crap to happen and have to deal with the freaking comments all the time. But it is what it is. Anyways, what well, did I miss? We're talking smart. The all good highlights will look good for smart in this one. There were a few moments late. I know the commenters aren't loving, but this is overall one of the better games I've seen from him in terms of passing the ball and focusing on rebounding and doing all those little things we ask him to do, cleaning up when necessary. He had that great three-point play through uh, Aldama at one point there. And I, overall, he's just responding well to some what were becoming pretty severe early season struggles. Almost looked like last year. Remember, he just couldn't hit a shot, wasn't in sync. It was worse last year, obviously, because he was disconnected with the Jays and there was, uh, you know, disagreements in terms of how to run the offense. This time, he was just kind of off to a slow start and he, I thought he really broke out of it these last two nights. Smart. Yeah, definitely. Yep. He's yeah. Just getting, he's getting this, this, this stride. You know, he's getting into his stride. I, I always say, first couple usually doesn't last this long but the first couple of weeks he's just kind of he's getting going through the motions and whatnot and um i wasn't worried but obviously on the defensive end that's so unlike marcus but he's um this was this was an encouraging sign obviously and then you know who who he is what he means to this team on the offensive end of the floor i mean that's that can't go on notice as well you know we all we all appreciate what Michael brogan means to this team and, and what he's been doing you know seamlessly fitting in but you also can't take away from what Marcus is, you know, who he, who he means and what he means to this team. And, you know, I just think that's what makes a team so much stronger offensively when you have both of those guys, you know. And, yeah, Malcolm Brogdon wasn't as great as he's been all season long tonight. I don't think that was because of Marcus Smart. I just think this was that type of game where everything was just clicking for Marcus. And that, that tends to happen. You know, that's a pattern that we'll see throughout the season. And uh, Joe Mazzulla in Memphis saying Jason Tatum is fine. So there's a there's a good – Suck it, Bobby. Update. Take your panic I love to see I love to see Tatum going down grabbing his that was great. <laughs> I was very <laughs> relieved you know, about that. Being Jimmy, he's he's one way or the other, so he was he was a little panicking. <laughs> no, listen, Marcus you never Smart, want to see, especially you never see Tatum down in pain. Bobby, you want to go twenty minutes on on why <laughs> it's not good to see Jason Tatum get hurt? We can do it if you want. I don't know if that's riveting uh, no, television. No, you know, you know, but... I was thinking midway through this one, I was like, if the Celtics saw you know win by like twenty or whatever, and it's a blowout win, I was like, Bobby might mention championship talk. Like he might be like, yo, this team's gonna win the East. Like this offense, I don't see anyone stopping. Like I, I saw the whole thing coming, but then so this team's this really thing, good. This well, one I, came I, down I, to the wire, it, so we didn't. It, you know, we're, we're not. Going it was down the Cavs way. last week, but now it might be back to the Celtics. No, I still see holes in the Celtics. I'm giving the Bucks the benefit of the doubt right now. I still love the Cavs. They had a great win with the, against the Lakers, but man, you're right there with them. And this is impressive stuff that this team's doing. I mean, to bring it back to Tatum, and Smart was great, obviously, in this one. You know, we can get back to the defense in a minute. But offensively, like second chance baskets, I know they're kicking it out to three a lot of the time, but they're chasing those boards down. Grant has done a good job with that. The movement is just seamless. Like guys are getting right to the basket and kicking it out for wide open looks, especially, uh, you know, on Saturday, Jimmy, the game you missed. Record-setting performance in terms of that passing and shooting. And then all that movement, all that transition, 
uh, Tatum, I'm, I'm still amazed at how much pace he's playing with, getting ahead of defenses again and again in this one. Real pep in his step. He was talking in New York how he stayed up till 3 on Friday and was pretty dead going into that game and still had a pretty epic performance in that one. And then on the third game in four nights, his team is still setting screens, cutting, running to the basket, chasing down offensive boards, playing in transition. I, I'm still searching for the answer in terms of what got into these guys because all we did last year was scream at how offensively stagnant they were. Guys wouldn't move. Uh, you know, Tatum would walk the ball up, and now you don't see any of it. Everyone's just committed to doing the right things on offense. Well, yeah, guys are constantly cutting, setting picks. I mean, it's it's the, the whether it's the ball rotation or whether it's just guys knowing where to go. I, I mean. I think that's the biggest difference. You, know, you you go to that preseason, even though it was a small sample size, I was like, man, this team can really, we saw a glimpse of what they can be offensively. And now we're seeing it. You know, this is what, week three, three weeks into the regular season. You know, they're, they're top of, when you look at the teams across the NBA, they're, you know, all the offensive statistical categories. I mean, they're either first or second or third. You know, they, they just continue to climb. And this is another encouraging performance because, even though I would have liked to see them hold the team to closer to 100 points, it wasn't anywhere near 120. So that's a that's a that's a step in the right direction for this for this team's defense. Yeah, and I was going to get to that. I thought the defense tonight, uh, even though I don't think the final number is going to look amazing here to bring yeah, back the final score. Yeah, oh, paper, 106. 106. That's a good number now. The way the teams are scoring in the league. I, this is one of the best offenses in the league. You were going up against in this one, Jimmy. But I was worried about how smart to go back to him was going to be able to stay in front of Morant after I think he, he's gotten hit hard by a few of the guards that they've seen so far, especially DeRozan. And he was good. Tatum roamed around defensively. This team blocked a ton of shots early in the game. They were swarming Morant in the post and you know just smacking his layup attempts off the backboard. And you just saw so much activity. Guys were forcing others in the bad shots. You finally saw this real intensity uh, to the Celtics on that end of the floor that we've been looking for. And I think it almost solved that question we've been asking in terms of, all right, is this personnel? Uh, is this scheme? Is this no Rob? Or is this just them not being intent and focused on that end? And when you finally saw that intensity on defense in this game, I think you saw a pretty high ceiling for that group. Again, this Grizzlies offense came into this game number four in the league, I think, and Morant's tearing everybody up and you have all that shooting Desmond Bain Dylan Brooks all these different guys and they were shut down for large stretches with the Celtics going 18 nothing run at one point in the second there 20 uh yeah 20 nothing yeah oh ended up being 20 20 yeah that was through like two timeouts I mean they couldn't be stopped I mean just real quick back on the defense I've all, I mean, I think we all know what they're capable of defensively and yeah sure Rob's not on, on on the court right now but it's so much of it is, you know, these are young, athletic guys who have all the energy in the world, and so much of defense is effort, and it's just playing as a team, playing connected, and when you don't see it, you almost feel like it's just because they don't want to, not because they can't, because the talent's there, and we know what they're capable of. Um, so, yeah, it was great to see the defensive intensity tonight, um, and a lot of times defense can turn turn to offense. That's pretty much how this team went on the run that they wanted in the second half of the year. Um, they had a really, really stagnant, stagnant offense um, for a lot of last year. Um, and then when they started turning it up on the defensive end, they could get out and run more, score in transition. Um, you know, a guy that comes to mind, obviously, is Jalen Brown, who's great at that. Now, we can get into Jalen Brown whenever you guys want to, if you do want to. People say we don't talk <laughs> yeah, about Jalen Brown. To. People say we don't talk about Jalen Brown on the show. Well, they might not like what we have to say when we do talk about him <laughs> on yeah. like tonight. John, John um, would have... Ran, we would have led with that. We would have led with Jalen. John would have led with Brown. Yep. Yeah. Probably. Um, what are and, we doing you know, if, here? If, if yeah, I know. What are we? What are we? What are we talking about here? <laughs> um, Give us. But if you want to, if yeah, seven turnovers. Wow. Yeah, it was bad. Couple of travels. Uh, you had a couple offensive fouls from him. Again, I th this was something I saw on Friday. I wrote about it that night in the BSJ recap. Saturday, I don't think it was much better. He shot well in that game, but he he's just dribbling into nowhere. And I feel like he's taking a step back with the ball handling, which is disappointing. I did see him in camp at times working on it, and it didn't even look great in camp uh, for some reason. And 
I know people have talked about his hand size and stuff. And, you know, again, like he's not his hand size. Like, I think that plays into it. People have talked about he doesn't have the biggest hand. So that's like a reason that he's not as good of a dribbler as some other players. But he's been in the league a long time at this point. He's had stretches in his career where he's gotten better with it. And for some reason, it's not even the dribbling right now, right? Tiny it's where hands he's brown. Going. Are, you, are you calling him Tiny Hands Brown? Well, you know, that's I, that's the dribbling part. The the Tiny awareness part okay. is the big one, right? So Dylan Brooks, who was terrible in this game, missed a layup at one point. I think he got right by Brown on the play. Brown gets the board back. And I think he just dribbled right into Brooks again after that. And... Are you talking about the backcourt steal? Yeah, the the backcourt steal, and then he ends up playing. So they end up scoring on that play. This is really concerning because, again, we know he's not the best dribbler in the world. Why is he just dribbling into nowhere? That's my thing because he wasn't doing that last year. Uh, He kind of was. Well, not into nowhere, but he he would rack up turnovers. Yeah, there'd be big turnover games, but again, it was the dribble. It was the loose dribble. A guy would strip him, maybe travel like we saw at points tonight. But in these last couple games, I just see him dribbling in the places where there's no end to the play. He just ends up throwing the ball out again to a teammate and hoping that they can get it out of there once he gets trapped. Uh, And there are good setups for him at times where he's rolling downhill and then he makes a quick pass out of the post. That's usually where he ends up looking great. But when he's setting up the play... It almost doesn't look like he knows where the where the end's gonna be for that sequence. Yeah, I know that's true. I, I, kind of reminds I know me of uh, it's like when it's like a, uh, the, that one player in a pickup game, which is it's a consistent problem. Yeah, it's like not it's not cohesive with the rest of the team. But again, I always say in the open in the open floor when when they're attacking on a fast break, I mean that's when he's at his best. And I I also think Memphis Grizzlies just did a really good job of cutting off the corners and defending him, but not to make excuses, you know, for Jalen, but because there are stretches where he just seems to just lose control of the ball or seems to be attacking the rim, but without a, without a, a, a path in mind, you know, sometimes he kind of just tries to run, run through, through the defense and it doesn't work out for him, but yeah, he's got to figure that out. He's got to find a way to stay in the zone, stay in the game. You talk about his awareness. I think that's, that's an interesting point as well. It seems like, you know, sometimes he's sort of out of sync with the rest of the team. So I'm not sure what that's about. Did you call him Baby Hands Brown? <laughs> nah, someone else just made that. <laughs> I'm reading right now. So Jalen Brown has uh, what eight point seven five. I I don't know how they have they have they have width on hands. So all right. All right oh, you're so looking eight, this up. You're yeah, actually so looking point, this up. I thought you were about point... to give us a t- stat, but no, you're getting well, you are. Yeah, I, that's guess. Right. I think you're going to say plus minus because that wasn't good today. So, again, I don't know how to stack this up against other players, but 8.75 inch length, nine right. inch width. All right, all right. All right. <laughs> let's, just, let's just keep it moving. Let's just all talk right. about something. So, before, somebody compar- clip, before somebody clips that. By comparison, Giannis, 9.85 You don't need to compare. You don't, <laughs> you don't really need to compare. So he's, he's what, about an inch behind some of the, the bigger hands yeah. in the league. Pause. I'm gonna pause. John's cringing somewhere. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna let Bobby take it. We're gonna let. Bobby Did you take just dump Bobby? <laughs> we're gonna let Bobby take a breather for a second. <laughs> you just put him in a penalty box right now? <laughs> no, he's back. All right, he's good now. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. I just wait again. I didn't pull that out of thin air. That's that's that's. A I don't. No, we I, you. I bet we you didn't. You. I bet you didn't. <laughs> I, I was thinking more with Jalen. It's uh, to Jaylen me. It, it, to me, it's not so much the hands. I think it's. It's more, not the hands. It's, it's not the dribbling. It's right now. It's the awareness. It's the head. It's 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 the head. It's up here. Is what I'm what I'm thinking right now for for Jalen. I don't know if he's, yeah, like, he maybe like he's, checks. checks out. I don't want to say checks out, but maybe he just sort of the step behind sometimes. I guess that's a better way to put it. Mm-hmm. I think it's an approach. Everybody on this offense right now knows their role. Uh, they're, we they're saw that a positions. lot last year. Maybe not a lot, but we saw that. But we've seen this before, right? We've like, seen it a... when I think he tries to go into uh, creation mode. And there's there's some stretches where I think you want to utilize his downhill activity, his ability to get into the lane and draw contact, especially in transition. Like, you want him handling the ball in transition because he's going to get right to the rim ahead of everybody, draw contact, and score. Let's not forget, he was great in the fourth tonight. I thought he answered so well to – just being completely out of it in the third 
Uh, he had a couple downhill drives and looks a really tough finish through traffic at one point there. Uh, he had a steal on John Conchar and drew that clear pass foul that Hauser got a couple free throws on. So he was everywhere in the fourth. This wasn't a bad Brown game. It was a bad Brown start. Uh, and it's just some things we've seen from him throughout this season so far that have limited him from being the player he can be, which is what's he aiming for this year? All-star, All-NBA. He wants to be eligible for that big contract. Uh, he's got to be better NBA. than this. I'm bold. Bold we we were talking about him being neck and neck with Tatum, and Tatum has taken a huge leap. Brown, a guy who throughout his career to this point has gotten better every single year, doesn't look better coming into this year. Well, the one thing I don't want to do is take – Tatum's, you know, kind of ascension here or growth and, and elevation. I don't want to use that against Brown because maybe last year it was Brown who, you know, we saw at the start of the season really take a huge leap. And maybe it was Tatum who kind of had a slower start. And we were talking about this in the opposite sense. So, again, I know that we're a handful of games into the year and everyone has, you know, their opinions on what they're seeing out there. And, and for me, it's not so much – Look how much better Tatum is than Brown. It's just, wow, Tatum's really, really good right now. He's on one. And maybe that means that both players can't be playing, you know, at that elite, elite level at the same time. That doesn't mean that there aren't going to be games where Brown can can get there. But I think sometimes you just got to let, let the dog eat, you know. And right now, Tatum's that dog, and everybody else is just feeding him. And, you know, that, that includes Brown. And in some games, it might, it might be Brown being that guy or, you know, so right. – Right. It's just the way it is right now. I I, I, I hope that that's, you know, I, I know that also, they, you know, there were some off the court, you know, sort of distractions for Jalen Brown for a bit. I don't know if that's bothering him. Um, I don't think I'm not going to go there. I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, I thought that too, Jimmy. And I was like, yeah. And then I, I just thought what Bobby just said, right? I was like, eh, I don't know. Just, I'm but... completely wrong. Okay, that's cool. Next. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no, possible. No, but I mean, it can't, it, it can't help to be having to answer yeah. those types of questions. I mean, I even saw another quote today about you know now it's about Kyrie you know before it was about Kanye it's like it can't just be about basketball right now with him you know there's other things going on and I, there's I know a lot that, going on yeah right yeah. so I I don't know I mean, if he, I'm not saying that that's it I'm just trying to think of reasons why maybe yeah. he doesn't look completely like himself or completely engaged out there the way we've seen him in the past because we know you know skill wise you know we know he put the work in over the offseason we know he's got the skills to you know be um you know, a better player than what we've seen. So I don't know what it is. It could just be an off couple of games and, and he'll get back yeah. to what, what he's good at doing again. Um, but I'm there sure. is definitely yeah. something off with him. And certainly when you compare it to the way Tatum's playing right now, yeah, it's going to look even more drastic. Um, but I just think Tatum is – Tatum will make anybody look look like a lesser basketball player out there right now. That's just, that's just how he's playing the game. Everything's coming a lot easier to him. I think the biggest knock – I used to have on Tatum and Brown was that it was so hard for them to like, it was, everything was so hard for them, you know, getting, getting baskets, you know, scoring, getting to the line, everything was so difficult, but it feels like with Tatum right now, he just gets into a mentality where he just wants to be a killer and he goes out there and does it. And I, I don't think Jalen Brown has that mentality right now. Well, to give Brown some credit. Well, I just think Tatum's adapted quicker, right? I mean, yeah. he's whether people want to say it's him taking another step in his, you know, progression. Sure, okay, because that's what he's been doing his first month of the of the season, and I, and I think Jalen's gonna he's gonna come into his zone. I mean, look, whether it's forty six, forty seven percent from the floor, like that's who he is. That's his, that's his track record. So I don't think this year will be any different. If anything, it's encouraging that he's averaging over twenty four points a game because that's only going to go. I mean, his percentage, his shooting percentage will only go up. And I think one of the things that, uh, again, just if we're talking about the two, comparing the two, you know, who's having the better start compared to the other, Tatum's also just been doing a good job of reading defenses. I mean, Bobby, I, I think you're spot on with sometimes the, the direction that he's going in isn't the best option. And Tatum has just been quicker with reading opposing defenses and making those decisions quick than, than Jalen Brown, who takes a few more dribbles before he realizes what he wants to do. And, and defenses are, are, are hip to that. You know, they – He's in game plans. You know, teams are scouting for him at a higher level now compared to last year. So he's going to adjust, though. I'm not concerned about it, but I think the Celtics are in really good shape despite that, right? I mean, once that comes along, it'll only help this team and this team's offense and the way they've been clicking right now. So. And, yeah, to clarify here, I don't think any of us are saying he's playing bad. 
He's having a solid start. No, I'm not saying he's playing bad. He's just not playing up to the level that we've seen him play. And there are definitely some instances where he looks, I don't want to say disengaged, but he just doesn't look as, you know, it's not, he's not Jalen Brown out there. I could clip a million million plays. I could clip a million plays right now of him driving in the nowhere. We've seen it again and again. Right. And it, you know when you. I don't know what this thing, means. What does this mean? To JT two point eight turnovers, which oh, you know turnovers. Tatum has the ball. Okay, Tatum has gotcha, the ball gotcha. a lot more. Two point eight turnovers a game. Gotcha. Tatum has the, the ball a lot more. So cool. don't worry about that. You can say whatever. What was the one? Someone sent like a wacky trade, but they put in twenty bucks. So it was like, all right, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll entertain it. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't just look at the stats and be like, oh, they're both averaging 2.8 turnovers a game. They must both be playing equally this way or that way. It's you got to watch the games to really see. And I'm sure that that commenter does, but I, it, it goes watch kind of beyond. It goes beyond the style. I, 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 you know, like you can't just use the eye test. You can't just read the sheet yeah. music. You got to listen to the. You got to listen to the song. That's you know the thing, I mean? right? There could be plays where Brown dribbles in the nowhere and gets it out to someone, and it's not a turnover, but it's still not exactly what you're looking for. Yeah, well, um, you now, don't have I'll... a whole lot of time when he does that thing where he jumps in the air, turns around, and has like two point whatever seconds to make a decision. Like that is, uh, we've seen him thing. do that a couple of times too, right? And those have been assists because he gets it over to Tatum and he hits it. But overall, I think he's still acclimating to this role he started to embrace last year where he's more of a finisher. Uh, I think he's playing off of Tatum, Brogdon, the pressure those guys are drawing. And when he's at his best, he's playing close to the basket. His shot has slipped a little bit over the last two years here. So again, I think you'd rather see him near the basket more than shooting a ton of threes. And that's a bigger conversation we're having with this team right now in terms of how many threes they're shooting. Um, so I think he's still finding his place in all of this. It's just about cutting down the turnovers. I think being more direct in his offense and, you know, more often than not embracing that finisher role. So here's the thing. And he's talked about this early this year. He still has aspirations for becoming a, a facilitator, a playmaker, you know, what he may kind of saw in him um, to some degree. And Tatum has kind of taken that and run with it more than Brown has, but I feel like it's been a challenge for Brown. In fact, at one practice, like he was just doing pick and roll after pick and roll with Kevin Gallet, really trying to get that down. Uh, and he doesn't get the opportunities to do it as often as others. Maybe if he was in a different situation where he was a star of a team, he'd be able to take strides with that. But on this team right now, like his job uh, prevents him from becoming this great playmaker. So it's going to be interesting because like he's he's been very clear. He wants to become a playmaker. He wants to become a facilitator. And when you have Smart, when you have Brogdon, when you have Tatum, when you have Horford even, who I think has been great at times passing the ball over the last couple games here, there's not necessarily a ton of opportunity for Brown to have the ball in his hands and make some things happen outside of transition. So you're saying he feels left out? How are you saying, Bob? Facts, my dog. I think he wants to grow and expand his game. And, uh, you know, it's a balance, right? Because you'd love to see him. Well, he had a chance to win the game the other night, Bobby. What did he do? He didn't. didn't, It's a balance. I like that. It's a balance. That's what I always say when I have no idea. He'll get his spots. He'll get his spots. And I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tim Shield, like Tim, Tim just said, uh, then fix your handles. Oh man! I, what else you guys? Again, I'm just trying to provide some insight. It's a it's a possible explanation. It wasn't a diss. All right, okay. what do we got? Another Analyze. five bucks flowing in. Tatum has the ball more, but Brown leads the team in shot attempts. That's interesting. I didn't know that. Is that true? I don't know. You posted yeah. it. It better be true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I you know when I po- when I posed in the bold predictions that Brown was going to be right there, if not uh, surpassing Tatum. In terms you of said scoring. more. You said more. Yes. So this is what I predicted. Tatum would be focusing more on playmaking. Brown would be focusing more on scoring. It's just that Brown's efficiency, and we've known Brown to shoot like 50, sometimes 54% from the field. He's at 45% to start this year. I don't know what you guys are seeing in terms of like why that efficiency has dropped off. I, think I, I mean, the him. offense is... is... The, the the pace of it is different now compared to last year. I mean that that could be part of it as well. And then also you're not mm, capitalizing. Good point. You're not capitalizing on those defensive stops that that was your backbone last year, right? That that was the identity of your team. Good point. Transition. Yeah, I mean we're we're thinking it's going to come along soon. 
not just because the Rob Williams will be back. And I don't know. Well, soon wouldn't be for Rob Williams, but you, you're thinking you're hoping that this team can can find a way to improve defensively, even though their offensive numbers are through the you know, through the charts. But um, I think that, yeah, I think that plays a part, especially for someone like Jalen, who got a lot of those. He was the main beneficiary of, of a lot of those stops in the fast break and transition. Yep. Bobby, so let's pay the bills. There it is. Jalen Brown. We brought him up. Yeah, we talked about it. I got people now. We got people in the comments being like, "You guys are still talking about Jalen Brown." So we can't win. We can't win. We either we talk about, win. we either don't talk about Brown at all, or we talk about him too much. Anyways, let's pay the Brown report ball. brought to you by Calm. I'm gonna calm down. I'm freaking out over Tatum. I'm freaking out over Brown's start to the season. Hand size. I gave a lot of credit to Smart, and I again, I really like what the team's doing so far. You can nitpick it because we have high expectations of them. They've looked good so far. So I'm gonna calm down. Gonna go to the com app after this. We had a yeah. long weekend, three Take games in four days, back and forth between New York. I'm gonna try to get some extra sleep tonight. And when I need to do that, I'm always going to com. Com.com uh, has everything slash you can garden. imagine in terms of relaxation. When you go to com.com slash garden, you get 40% off their premium subscription that sleep sounds, mm-hmm. meditation, yoga, uh, a little bit of everything in there, Jimmy. Sleep stories, Even bedtime stories. Absolutely, they keep. I'll tell you what, they keep, they keep adding new sleep stories. They just keep adding them. I mean, stories That's on top of stories. Favorite. Well, you don't want to hear the same one twice. Well, you'll be you'll be surprised. Sometimes you 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 get hooked on a story and it actually helps. You know, it's kind of soothing. You just listen to the same one a couple of times. But they've got some new ones in there. Um, but yeah, music. You know, they've got music that's just unique to the Calm app. So you can't even hear this stuff anywhere Exclusive. else. And I'm talking legitimate artists, not. Just, you know, bells and whistles. You know, it's actual artists that you know and you listen to on the radio and whatnot. So there's a lot going on in the Calm app, and you can get 40% off right now, which is a great deal. Um, something that you can use, something that maybe a significant other or a family member you think might um, find it helpful it's for them. It's gift time. You're hearing Christmas it's music. Start, yo, it's going to happen yeah. fast. Christmas is I've already got, Christ- I got Christmas music going already. Um, a lot of people think that's a problem. I'm actually a big Christmas music guy. I like to get in the spirit early on. Even in the 70 degrees, you're getting in the spirit? Yeah, I'll be honest. It's a little bit more difficult. I'm not blasting it like this weekend when it's 70 (laughs) degrees. But, you know, tomorrow it's supposed to get a little chilly again. So you might hear a couple of of Christmas songs coming from the car speakers. But um, that's getting off track a little bit. Um, But anyways, calm.com slash garden. Um, Check it out, guys, if you haven't yet. And then I think we also have um, another very good friend of the show, Athletic Greens. Yep. AG1. Um, so let me so, tell people what this is. Okay. Again, I don't He's think good. I don't think everybody knows. It's 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 a powder that you put in your water every morning, and I'm gonna spell out exactly what's in it because you know he's gonna get so much in it, so much good stuff that you gotta just spell it out. So it's spell 75 it high quality vitamins, minerals whole food source ingredients, probiotics for your gut health, and adaptogens. I still got to look that one up. Uh, to help start your day right, this special blend of ingredients to support your gut health, as I said, nervous system, help you function, help you be fluid, your immune system, that one's super important once it does get cold, and it's going to this week, your energy, that's everybody, recovery, focus, yeah. and aging. aging. Listen. Big one right there. Oof. Listen, you can get a month of this. Try it out. The reviews are through the roof. That's a big thing. You don't even have to believe us. Just go to anywhere that they sell it, and it's five stars, five stars. People love it. They're shelling out big money for this stuff, and they are going to give you five free travel packs when you make your first purchase here. Not to mention, when you get a month of it, you get this cool bottle. It's not in front of me, but I've been drinking out of it nonstop. Uh, You get this great container to store it in. It's just a cool product, cool brand, and it really is something we've loved. We've taken pretty much every day for three, four months now, uh, and you know the whole CLNS family is really loving this stuff. So your supply of vitamin D as well. Again, that's the immune-boosting vitamin D that they're going to throw in here. Five free travel packs of, again, that powder. You just toss it in, water the, toss it in the bag. Yeah, you're you know, going on a little weekend trip. You want to take a couple of packages with you. You know you're going to need uh, so, some extra nutrients. Let's say you're going away on a golf trip or, you know, a bachelor party and you want to make sure you bring some something. One thing that you do good for your body that weekend would be, you know, just a little quick 
like you said, Bobby, just toss it in a little, little, little water in the morning and down the hatch we go. Yep, sure thing. Athleticgreens.com slash garden. Uh, only other thing I had today, and I almost forgot to mention this, the Celtics did get a uh, disabled player exception for Danilo Gallinari, uh, and I believe it's worth about $3 million bucks. Nice. Uh, you can use it to sign a player. You can use it to uh, trade for a player like a TPE. It works like that. Uh, they have it until a certain point later in the season. Uh, there's a deadline for it. And it, it pretty much, you get it if, if the league deems that it's more likely than not that that player is going to miss the season. And I think we've all kind of looked at Gallinari's injury, his age, second tear to that ACL and said, it's probably not going to happen this year. But he's been in the facility working out. I think he's really intent on getting back this year. I don't think the Celtics officially ruled him out. Actually, they, I don't know. I, did, did they rule him out for the year, Josue, in their statement? They no. didn't. They didn't. All right. Um, I mean, what's, anything, whether they do or whether they don't, maybe. I mean, yeah, they're not going to push him to come back. Obviously, it's going to be completely relying on, on how he feels and what the doctors say. Um, what's it, 3.24 million exception? Yeah, half of his contract, and he was on like a – a mid-level there so yeah it's not a ton of money and it's less than the two tps that you already have mm-hmm. so once they use it though does that mean gallinari he, obviously he, he can't come back at that point no he so it's ruled it's, oh, it's 3.2 million it's it's he ruled can. that he's unlikely to come back and that's why they get it um but he can come back it doesn't it doesn't prevent gotcha. him from coming back so if right. he uh-huh. has a very quick recovery here he could still come back they could still use it Again, I believe there's a deadline at some point that you have to use it by. But if you decide that someone March, lower on the March roster. 10. Yes. March 10. So, so if you decide someone, your roster's full right now. That's the thing, right? You can't use a TP. You can't use, unless you're trading someone out. Um, but if you do decide to waive someone lower on the roster who's on a non-guaranteed deal, like a Justin Jackson, um, you know, I think uh, Noah Vonley's in that situation as well. Though, again, he's proven to be a pretty capable third string center here with Luke Cornett out the last couple of games. Uh, you, it Drink. gives you some flexibility here. <clears throat> gives you some flexibility. You can go out instead of signing a guy for the minimum 2.9 million. You can sign someone for 3.2 million. And for everybody dreaming of Dwight Howard, he's off to Taiwan. So cross him off the list. Yeah. Is that, is that legit? I saw that footer on Twitter. Yep. Yeah. He put yeah. a video up and everything. Oh, he did. Yeah. So, don't think we'll see Dwight in Boston this year. Uh, again, we've That's we've gone bad. over all the different veterans out there. The Celtics already signed Blake Griffin uh, among that people group. People keep so. saying Boogie, Boogie Cousins and in here. People still want Boogie. Oh, yeah, what do people want? And nine centers on the roster? Like it's unbelievable how much. I'll people tell you want what. Him, I watched as as a YouTube highlight guy. I recently watched <laughs> a highlight of Taco Fall. I had my jaw hit the floor. The guy looks like uh, he looks like. Shaq over there. They've Maybe. seen Yao Ming. Yeah, he's blowing up. This is another level. He Taco might be getting Ball the callback. He might be getting the callback. Credit to Taco. I mean, the growth he accomplished, I think he started playing, what, in like his teens, late teens? And by the end of his time in Boston, he had gotten so much better. Now, I don't know if he was good enough to play in the NBA. I know, Jimmy, you were a big fan. but you gotta He's got some big credit. hands. Oh, <laughs> Let's look, those, let's look those puppies up. Yeah. Well, Brad Stevens was always adamant about his development. It was like, okay, listen, this guy isn't just like a sideshow. You know, he's not just like, oh, look at how tall this guy. Everyone wants to see him, you know, just play basketball and, right. and amazed at how tall he is. Like, no, this guy actually, he's, he's improving. And obviously the Celtics just had to go in a different direction. But yeah, I mean, who's to say that he can't make his way back to the NBA? We've seen players do that before. It's actually kind of been a trend if you think about it the last 10 years or so i mean it's not something that these guys don't come back as all-stars or premier all-stars but they certainly come back as everyday players that that hop onto a team and, and become part of their rotation so hey it could shout have, out to uh yeah. shout out to vonley who was in china for a year before this and there's again a, there's an example right solid minutes in this one i know you're a fan as well right jimmy is too he he was great in new york all of a sudden luke cornett he's called off the court midway through the first quarter uh with some personal reasons and Vaughn lays right back in the rotation, giving you some solid minutes. So, Brad, to mention him, I deserve some credit. There were a bunch of guys on this roster in camp. Jake Lehman, 
Bruno for uh, Caboclo was in there for a minute. It was a bunch of just veterans rolling in and out of the our back center all summer. Mm-hmm. And it looks like the guy they signed was a pretty good player for a 15th, 15th man on your roster. And that's what we have to remember. He's, he's a deep, he's supposed to be a, you know, deep depth type of guy. Um, I think they will probably find themselves use him more often than they would want to, or think that they need to at times. Um, but I, I think he's capable of contributing at some capacity. You know, I, I don't think he's going to give you 25 minutes a game. Uh, I think that's pretty safe to say. Uh, but he can go in there. He hustles. I think, you know, he, he, he gets some bad foul calls against him sometimes, which, which um, you know, throws some respect on my guy's name a little bit, you know. Um, but I, I like what he's given. I mean, tonight wasn't really an example, of course, of, of him giving you much out there. Um, but there have been situations where he's been able to come in. And they're going to need that. Listen, the second unit, bench unit guys, Brogdon talked about it after, you know, I think it was a couple games ago. They're expected to be the best, you know, they want to be the best second unit in the league. So at, some of those players are going to be rotating in from time to time, whether it's Hauser, Von Ley. Have you been uh, impressed with them? We talked about them on Friday. The second unit? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how you can't be. Um, oh, no. Although... It seems like at times they do they do fall into some, you know, scoreless droughts and I don't know if that's you know, I like Tatum with them, but I guess I would like Tatum with any with anybody, but um, you know, you don't want to go you don't want to have your your stud sitting too long, but I like the way they're able to play with each other. Like obviously, you know, Brogdon sort of leading that unit, um, he's the perfect guy for that because you know, he gives you something on both ends. He, He's pretty cool, calm, and collected out there. I don't know if anyone, how anyone could disagree. That leadership quality can kind of pace that second unit, like Brown in or Tatum in. That's just enough to sort of get that rest for the starters that you need, and not take too much of a of a hit um, on the production side. You know, where it was the Grizzlies tonight, for example, they took Morant out, and that was that was it for them. I mean, he, he yep. pretty much looked like a one man show out there. Um, and that's exactly what you don't want to fall into if you're a, a team that wants to contend. Um, you know, if you look at the Grizzlies, um, you know, they got 30 from Morant, but really not much. I mean, Brooks had a, had a tough shooting Brooks night. Brooks was so bad, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Bain, I thought, was really hot and cold. I mean, he came on a little bit later, but um, they just didn't have much from their other performers, uh, their other, you know, guys that are expected to perform. Um, so... All that to say, yeah, I've been pretty impressed with the second unit, um, and I, I think that if they can stay on the court, stay healthy, um, you know, that's important depth to have right there. Yeah, and it wouldn't be a show without John if I didn't throw up a shot chart. <laughs> you got a shot chart for us? Yep. Let's look at the Celtics defense. I want to give them credit for this because you, you said it there, Jimmy, before we head out of here. The Grizzlies really fought uh, the concept that the Celtics have been rolling with in terms of making teams shoot mid-rangers, not letting them shoot rim looks, um, Mm -hmm. you know, forcing them to uh, go to that mid-range area. And the Grizzlies weren't really with that in this game. They were going to the rim a ton. Uh, They were going uh, shooting a bunch of threes in this game. And I'm trying to put it up, but my point I'm trying to make here is that the Grizzlies didn't roll with that, and the Celtics still held them to 45% from the field. And that's one of the biggest, best offenses in the league. And the Celtics, I, I think this is your point to open the show, Jimmy. Held the lead for pretty much all but a tiny stretch of the opening of the fourth quarter. Same deal with the Knicks. Knicks never led in the second half on Saturday. Bulls never led in the second half on Friday. So really good three-game stretch here. No shot chart, but you get the idea. Dude, you promised us a shot chart. Really want it? <laughs> yeah, all right, here that. we go. Can you pull I'm it up gonna, on your – You just see you... that. I'm going to pull up the full capabilities of, re, uh, of our friend Restream. Oh, no, it's not letting me. My browser won't let me. Go to the NBA.com. You're going to do what I do score. and toss it up on the phone and then <laughs> throw it up on the screen. Yeah, Jimmy would have been doing <laughs> That's that. That's a great idea, Jimmy. Just picture yeah. it, guys. Just picture a shot chart. I know it's like really riveting stuff. You see one, <laughs> you see one you've seen them all. Um, Just picture it. All the shots in the paint, all the shots from three Grizzlies and a bunch yeah. of misses. of those shots that went up missed. And I'm going to get it here on my phone, Jimmy style. Ready? Here it comes. Let's see it. This this actually might work. 
This be might careful work. though. Check, check, yeah. Check to make sure you don't have the wrong. We might be able to <laughs> thing up over there. Hold on, I get, I'm I'm xing out the hand size chart here. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah. I bet you are. <laughs> here we go. Look at that. Oh, hold on. Oh, trust this computer. What's that supposed to mean? What you got there? Yeah, what's going on? Look at oh, that. Yeah. That is improvement green. on defense. Yeah. Okay. Why don't you? you can why don't only you... imagine. You can only imagine what that would have looked like on the big screen. All right, we'll call it there. Good show, got guys. You gonna put a ball uh, in Pistons it? on Wednesday. Oh. Celtics back at TD Garden. Uh, they'll take on Sherrod's Pistons, a team that's been really rough despite making some offseason improvements to start this year. Uh, Celtics play them Saturday in Detroit as well. Nuggets in town on Friday. Friday. Uh, so a good chance for the Celtics against some really bad defenses. Nuggets have been pretty bad on defense to start this year. Pistons, worst defense in the NBA. Don't sleep on the Pistons, man, though. They got a young, talented team. I'll say this. When they, they played Boston so last year, they gave them as much trouble okay, as anyone. That, that could Didn't be a they tough beat them? Tough yeah, they beat them. They beat them during that 20-22-3 run. And uh, the end of the year, they had a really tough game with them, too. But, again, this level you're at right now, you should be making easy. You should be getting extra rest at the end of a game with Cade the Pistons. Cunningham, Joe Sway's guys, Sadiq Bay. I hope Buddy Bayheim's hey, making the trip. My been. favorite nickname, I think, in the NBA, Beef Stew. Beef Stew. Mm. They got a couple of rookies, Ivy and Duren. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you got Buddy Bayheim on the two-way deal. I hope he'll maybe be making the trip. Oh, your guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd be great. I'd imagine he's in the G League. G League season started this week. For everybody asking about Kevin Gelle, he was called up for this game, but DMP. Kevin. JD Davison's been playing up in Maine. I'm going to try to get up there this year for a game. You ever been up there, Jimmy? Um, You know, I've never actually watched a game there. I've been to Portland, but I've never been up there for a game. No. I'm thinking about yeah, making a trip fun. at some point. We should do a uh, – we, you know, we can Let's take the train from Boston to from Portland. From North Station? Yeah, we can. We should do a. We should do a show on the train. All right, and uh, Tim sent us Just, restaurant recommendations. We're we're already we're, we're bringing this together. I've been right. to, so I've been to Duck Fat. That is a good spot. Is that um, where they got? I don't know seafood and like everything else that Portland Ooh, has. Oh, sounds good to me. Um, Poutine. I want to say I'm a big fan. seafood. Yeah, this is what we'll do. We'll, we'll get. We'll do. We'll do an episode on the train. They piss off the entire. Coach, <laughs> we're, we're the going quiet the quiet train. car. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't like it? Sorry, we're doing a podcast. This is a garden report. That's actually, that, that'd Portland's be a great. Funny, funny segment. Portland's a great that. little town. I mean, and it's not that far from Boston at all. It's it's really not. But no, I'm Maine's, sure the train Maine's just right awesome in general. But Portland's Portland's we'll, a lot we'll of fun. We'll have to do an we'll have to do an afternoon game though, so we don't get left up there. All right, oh, that's no, our I'm show. The night we. We do the afternoon game. We go out after the games. Oh, all right, all right. Take there might Portland. be a if there's a live show, we might have a lot of people coming up with us. We'll we'll work on this. We'll get John yeah. up there too. Main all right. Um, Wednesday Pistons. I guess we're doing a show with Max on Thursday. Is that out there, Josue? Yet? Yep. Yep. Stay tuned for that. Cedric Max coming up. Cedric Maxwell podcast. Me and Joe Sway joining him on Thursday uh, in nice. East Boston. Live edition of the show. So uh, we'll have more details on that as well. And uh, that's our show for tonight. Again, check out athleticgreens.com slash garden for a year's supply of vitamin D. I know we tell you about it every night, but these are some great offers. Take advantage, support the show. Athleticgreens.com slash garden, year's supply of vitamin D. Five free travel packs with your first purchase. And like I said, there's a lot more you can get uh, with that product. And it's a great one. And com.com slash garden is an easy one. Hop right on your phone, type it in. You're going to get 40% off a great library of relaxing content. Jimmy, thanks for being with us late night. Joe Sway, appreciate you being back in Boston. Good after seeing you, fellas. Trip out there. Check out yeah, our coverage guys, in New York. You guys, you guys like get after it out there in New York? You guys get into some Yeah, we had a fun hey, night. Maybe do a little uh, bit. We had the extra hour, yeah. Jimmy. You know? I heard they some like stories. Teams. The clock yes. moved so guys had. You guys had like basically up until 5 a.m. You could, you could have theoretically stayed up. Maybe we did. We were confused. The clock was making our heads spin. Everyone. So you were out late enough for the clock. So you were out late enough for the clock. Change room. Depends. Depends. I don't know what time it changed exactly, but I have sources. I, I think it did. I have some sources. All right. 
that's our show. Jimmy, thanks. Joe Sway. All right, fellas. We'll talk to you Wednesday at the Garden. And Absolutely. thanks, everybody, for tuning in.